All right, so today I want to talk about something that just makes me more angry. The more I think about it and the more information I find out, the more I talk to people. And that is this whole idea of school lockdowns. Now, I want to preface this all by saying that I understand that administrations and principals really want to ensure that our children are safe. That is their number one priority, is the safety of the kids. Unfortunately, the way that they're going about keeping them safe and wanting to protect them is backfiring. And it's not really keeping them completely safe and not in a physical sense, but more of an emotional sense. So here's the background why I'm saying this. All right, so I have four kids, four boys. Three of them are in school right now. The range is from 17 to 3. So I've had a lot of experience in the school systems, in different districts, you know, and this year, this last spring, my third youngest son was completely terrified to sleep by himself. Now, he's always wanted to sleep with us and be cuddly and, and be in there, not really sleep in his room. I mean, that's not new, but it was even worse this spring. And he was just like, I can't, I can't. It's, and he was terrified that somebody was going to break into our house. He was terrified that something or somebody was going to break into our house and they were going to have a gun and they were going to shoot him or hurt us. I mean, there was a lot of fear around somebody coming into our house. And no matter what I did to reassure him that that was not going to happen and that he was safe and there were other people there, he would not sleep by himself. He would not be alone. And I really couldn't figure out where all of this was coming from because it seemed like it came on so suddenly. You know, he had talked about bad dreams before, you know, and things like that, not wanting to sleep in his room, but nothing to this extent. And I, I really started to pull that apart. Okay, well, why is he talking about this? Where did this come from? Why would he be afraid of somebody coming in? In shooting us. We haven't had any sort of drama like that at all. We live in the country, outside of town. It's quiet. We're a suburb, you know, white family. You know, there's not a lot of violence and, and stuff like that that he has experienced. So there's no violence there. And we don't watch a lot of TV with, you know, the news and things like that. And so I brought it up, it occurred to me, I was like, well, maybe these safety drills that they're doing at school and these lockdown drills where they have to lock the doors and turn off the lights and hide in the corner have something to do with it. So I brought that up. We were in a meeting at the school and I had brought that up in the meeting about, well, I don't know, I think this may be stemming from this, you know, and, and not necessarily all of it coming from that. And pretty much it was dismissed. It was like, oh, well, he probably sees something on the news. Like, well, we don't really watch the news that much. Well, people talk. He probably heard somebody talk. You know, there's been a lot of robberies and stuff in the area. I was like, yes, there have been a few robberies and vehicles stolen, not really close to us um, on the opposite side of town. But we have talked about that. 
and we have had a trailer stolen from us. But these are not things where people have been coming in and shooting people up or breaking into the houses. It has been things outside. So it could be related, but you know, not completely. There was something else. And nobody would really look at the fact that these drills and these lockdown things that, you know, because they know, like kids know why they're doing it. They hear people talk, just like they said, and they know that they're doing it to protect them because somebody could come in and shoot because there's a bunch of school shootings. This is something that goes around. I mean, there's talk. People know this. Kids know this. They wanted to dismiss it. Now, this summer, he at least opened up that part of the problem was Fortnite and that he was afraid of somebody coming in and breaking into our house and shooting us because of that game. Now, he's only played it a few times because we haven't had internet, so he can't play it at our house because, you know, it's one of those games where you have to be online to play against other people, but we just didn't have the capability and he really doesn't need to be playing it anyway. So just a few times, but there's those few times in addition with everything else, he was terrified, you know, and this year he has been able to sleep by himself. He hasn't been watching those games or playing them and he's been away from school where there hasn't been a lot to talk about that. Uh, he's been doing a lot better. So I was curious about this and I don't remember what, how I got on the subject. Oh, I was talking with my son, my oldest, he's a senior this year. And he was talking with one of his friends that's from another city. And they were talking about how where we live is so ghetto. He's like, no, it's not. Like, it's not ghetto. I mean, he goes to a high school that's, there's a lot of wealthy families. It's a really nice school district. And yet his, his friend was like, okay, well, how many lockdowns have you had? And he started naming off all these lockdowns. He's like, oh man, maybe we are ghetto you know, compared to some of these other places. So I got curious about that. So we started talking about the number of times that he has been in a school lockdown. In elementary school, he had at least three. One was because of a bank robbery down the street. Uh, we had one that was a false alarm. They thought somebody was jogging with a gun in their backpack, but it was a fake rifle just for weight. Another one, a kid claimed that they saw a parent with a gun on school grounds, which was not accurate at all. But they still locked down the school and the kids knew about it. In middle school, there were a couple lockdowns because of violence or police activity in the area. In high school, he's had two or three for the same sorts of things. So where there's been some sort of violence in the area and they've shut down or locked the school or, you know, people have gotten out of their vehicles and ran towards the school. Um, so as precautions, they've done that. But there's been a lot of these types of incidences where it wasn't necessarily where somebody is coming onto the premises with guns and shooting people, but it's been times where they have been alerted and they've had to close the doors and be aware that there is danger. And, he, you know, my 17-year-old made the comment, he's like, no wonder people don't want to come to school. This is supposed to be a safe place and it's totally not safe. And this isn't a violent area. So crime-ridden areas where there's a lot more violence, I can't even imagine what it's like if they have these types of lockdowns. Because I think seven 
in a school career is way too many. Like I remember in high school, we had pretty much about once a year, there would be like a bomb threat called in, you know, and we'd all have to leave the school and go across the parking lot and stand there and wait for them to investigate, you know, and I, I really felt disconnected from that. Like it was just somebody calling it in for, you know, to get out of a test or, you know, or something stupid. It was never really taken seriously by the students. Like nobody ever really was afraid because people didn't bomb schools. You know, that wasn't something that happened. Even living in Oklahoma and, you know, having a bombing of a federal building here, I mean, it's still, there was still a disconnect. But with all of the school shootings and the lockdowns, it's very real because that stuff is happening. And they experience that. And they know that is not a safe place. And they're not safe. And for a lot of these kids, coming to school is their safe place because of the environments that they're raised in. Their parents can't always be there. Their living situations, housing situations aren't good. You know, the violence in the area. School is supposed to be the safe place. And we are communicating to them that they're not safe there. And that really brings in a lot of anxiety. And that anxiety and that fear really does a lot to a person, especially when they are developing. Their brains are still developing, their bodies are developing, and we're adding all of this on top of everything else that they're dealing with. I don't know if it's really that good. Like, I totally understand wanting to be safe and have safety and having those precautions and, you know, having the safety meetings for the schools. I've sat in on those. I've been part of those meetings. I've been in the PTA meetings. The safety is a priority and there are ways that we can do it without necessarily involving the students. You know, and I've, I've been asking a lot of people about this perspective, how they feel about this. And everybody I've talked to has said that they don't think it's a good idea. They don't like the fact that our kids are doing drills that are designed for military personnel in combat. Our kindergartners should not be doing this stuff, and yet they are. Yes, they need to be prepared. They need to understand what to do in those types of situations. And at the same time, do they really? I'm sure when I went to elementary school and really all of my school days, there was probably things going around outside of the school that the personnel were aware of, but we were never informed of it. And I'm sure that's happening now, that now we have these announcements to lock the doors and do all this stuff when there could definitely be a code word or something that the students don't know about and the teachers just do it as a precaution, you know, the precautionary measures, just like the lockdowns that my kids have had, you know, do they really need to know about that? I don't think they do just because we can keep them safe without them having to know every single detail. Let them have that sense of safety. Like developmentally, that's what they need. So when I started researching this, after I talked to people and nobody in my sphere that I talked to was thinking, along the lines of this is a good idea. And I started searching just to see what information was out there to pull up statistics on how many lockdowns we are seeing. And article after article, there's stories of 
all of these tactics and all these things that have been going on across the country, preparing students for lockdowns. Sometimes these lockdown drills are not being called drills. They're not being announced that way. So these kids are thinking that it's real. There have been exercises where people have actually gone through the hallways and they have actually shot off guns and all of this stuff as a drill to acclimate the students and the teachers to this type of environment. And kids are freaking out. They're having asthma attacks. They're breaking down. They're crying. They are writing letters to their parents to say goodbye. How heartbreaking is it when a kid is sitting in school and a drill makes them fear for their life so much that they're writing goodbye letters? Or they're afraid of their teacher confiscating their cell phones and putting them away because they're a distraction because they might need it to call the police in case somebody tries to shoot down the school or if they need to say goodbye. How is this okay? How are parents not enraged by this? Why aren't we seeing more about that? We're not looking at the consequences that are happening to the kids and to the teachers. Teachers are not trained to be in combat for the most part. Now, I know there's some ex-military that are in the schools, but for the most part, these teachers are highly empathic and loving and caring and nurturing. Their systems are not designed for that either. And I know they'll do anything for their kids. And they do. You know, we've, we've experienced that personally. Because my older kids, they went through an F5 tornado at the school. And those teachers bent over backwards to make sure that they were safe. And I know they will do whatever they can, but that's not their job. Their job is not to be making sure that kids aren't shot, teaching kids how to hide and not be detected. I mean, that's not their job at all. Another article I read was talking about these drills and how a lot of the instructions, and I've seen this on the stalls and the bathrooms in the schools here that there is a sign on it that says if there's an emergency sit down be quiet don't move kind of thing so if a child is in the bathroom or somewhere else in the school and there is one of these lockdown emergencies they are instructed to stay put and to be quiet so now they're in this situation to where there is somebody in the school that is dangerous and they are isolated and alone. They have nobody that's going to comfort them. They are sitting on a toilet and they just have to stay there and be quiet. I can't imagine the fear that would be going through a kindergartner or a second grader, you know, or even a you know, seventh grader of what that would be like to have to be there by yourself experiencing this because you're not allowed to go. And even if you tried to run somewhere, all the doors are going to be locked. There's nowhere for you to go. There are so many flaws and there's so much in this whole scenario of these school lockdowns that it's just not helping our kids at all. It's not helping anyone except for maybe the shooters because they know 
the procedure is a majority of the shooters that come in are from the school or their students there. They know. They know how everything works. So I'm not saying that I have a solution. I don't really know what that solution is. But I do feel like we do need to bring awareness to this situation and really have a strong conversation about what we need to do to benefit the kids because they are being affected emotionally. And you, you take all of these exercises and these lockdown drills and you compound that with the safety issues that they have at home and in the outside world. Uh, you combine that with what they're hearing through the media and on TV and what parents say and with these video games like Fortnite that are showing them it's okay, you just go in here and you hide and you shoot these people. And again, it's acclimating kids to that violence. And I'm not going to point the finger on video games entirely. I'm not going to point the finger at any one particular thing. I think there's a big conglomeration of things going on here that all combined together are causing distress and fear and anxiety. And when you add that to the diet of highly inflammatory foods that are also causing anxiety and all of these heightened sensations in the body, which is another thing that I'm not going to get into right now, but I will later. All of this together, you have just this cocktail of destruction of our innocence. And our kids' innocence. And that's what they need more than anything. Like, if this world is going to change, we cannot take the innocence and the wonder away from the kids. We can't. And that's what's happening. I know I would love to hear your feedback on this and what your kids have experienced or what you've experienced. Um, and if, even if you don't have kids and you're completely detached, I'm sure you have opinions because everybody has opinions. I steered away from the gun debate on purpose. I don't really want to have a conversation about gun control right now. I know that's a really heated topic. And this is different. This is beyond that violence. I mean, there is, we could have a whole other discussion on how to deal with the people and the events that are happening out there that are causing this reaction in our schools. That's a completely different subject. Really, I'm just, I'm talking about what's happening in response and how that's affecting everyone and the policies. Yeah, I wish there were easy answers, but nothing is cut and dry and black and white. There's a lot that has to be unraveled and discussed. So again, I would love to hear your feedback. Let me know what you think. Stay at home, starseed at gmail.com. And uh, let's talk about this. Let's see what we can do to bring awareness to this and to help our kids and our teachers out and everyone else that's affected by this.